Hello, listeners. This is Young Black Travelers, and this is our blogcast. We are going to have an exciting conversation with you all today. We'll be introducing ourselves, the team in its entirety. But make sure you guys follow us on all our web pages and social media platforms. You can find us at youngblacktravelers.com, also Young Black Travelers blog on Instagram. Hey everybody, welcome again. Um, that was an amazing introduction from um, Valone. Um, but yes, this is our first podcast, or blogcast as we're calling it. Um, and if, if you're just tuning into Young Black Travelers and you're just hearing about us, you probably haven't followed us on our social media platforms and probably you haven't gone to our webpage, you probably haven't seen our mission. Hmm, probably haven't. So basically, Young Black Travelers is not just um, a page where we post um, pictures um, to Instagram or Facebook, but our main mission is honestly to inspire minorities, youths to begin traveling. We want to see them explore their world. Um, We honestly want to see them take the leap to um, just begin traveling. So again, my name is Asher Cunningham, and I am the founder and lead blogger of Young Black Travelers. Um, I started Young Black Travelers about in 2015 after my trip to Argentina, and I saw the need for young blacks and minorities to begin to explore their world. Um, and we're everyone is going to introduce themselves, but. We're going to say, I guess, the last country that we've gone to this year. So for me, uh, it was Curacao. I went to Curacao in January and off to our next blogger. I'm Cody. I'm the social media analyst. I have been on this team for about a year and some. Um, The last country I've been to was actually France, Um, a graduation trip for me. Okay. Hey, I'm Chrisanne. (laughs) And I'm the marketer for Young Black Travelers. Um, I've been around for about a couple of years on the team. And the last country I actually visited was Jamaica for a wedding. Mm. My name is Valone. I'm one of the lead bloggers and also the manager of partnerships. I've been a part of Young Black Travelers um, from near the beginning as well. Uh, last country I've been to was Rattan. Uh, Rattan is, is a part of Honduras. Hi, I'm Ashley. I am the editor of the blog. The last country I visited was the Dominican Republic, but I'm actually going to the Bahamas in a couple of weeks, so I'm excited about that. Oh, you fancy. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I am, actually. Okay. Um, So, yeah. Good. So, yeah, so you've just met the team of Young Black Travelers, Except one member, well, two more, um, Claudie and Bria. Um, they're not here right now. Claudie does a lot of our um, technical so- support. Exactly. <laughs> He's our, he, he, he lays out the blogs and everything techie. Here, Claudie does it uh, with the help of Chris Ann. Chris Ann also does a lot of that. And Bria is another editor of ours. Uh, so that's the full Young Black Travelers team right there. 
So we're going to move into more conversations right now. So one of the things that I, I want to ask the team is, the first question on the table is, what sparked your interest in traveling? So I'm just going to toss the mic around and you can just answer the question. What sparked your interest in traveling? I can start. So, Chrisanne again. My spark started when I realized technology has grown and people were traveling more and more. So, naturally, when your friends travel, you want to travel as well. So, probably two, three years around college, um, I started to be more intrigued by traveling um, follow travel bloggers as well. And then I actually started to solo travel myself because of Instagram and seeing mm. other bloggers. And it really pushed me to be more involved in this team as well so that I can know how to travel and teach others how to travel. Oh, okay. Good. Well, so this I'm Ashley again, by the way. Um, for me, honestly, the only traveling I ever did was with my family to um, my, where my family's from, which is Jamaica. So my whole family's from Jamaica, even though I was born here in the United States. And we basically went back home and we stayed at our family's house. And that's pretty much all the traveling I did as a child and into my adulthood. And when I started working as a teacher, and this is actually just recently, I started doing most of my traveling. I realized that I was working so hard and not enjoying my life. So I told myself that every year that I was going to visit at least one state and I was going to travel outside of the country, at least to one country, because one, I needed to see outside of where I live, outside of New York, and two, I needed to enjoy my life. I can't just spend 180 days yelling at people's kids <laughs> um, and not enjoy the time that I have off and exploring my surroundings nice. or outside of my surroundings rather. Got you. Nice. Got you. All right. Next. Want to go? Uh, Valone here. I would say what sparked my interest uh, with traveling possibly could be um, when I was younger, there wasn't a lot of international traveling uh, that I did along with my family. Um, but I, I, I'm not sure there's a specific moment that sparked it. I think one day I just planned an international trip and never looked back. Um, for me, for Cody, um, I my interest was sparked in high school when I was um, in the JROTC program. Um, Basically, it's the Reserve Officer Training Corps um, program in high school. I They took us everywhere. Everywhere we went, all over the state. And my first international trip was actually in college, my freshman year, when I studied abroad in Italy. Uh, ever since that day, I just wanted to continue that because I love seeing other parts of the world and not being so close-minded on North America. Wow. So I'm going to come back to Cody a little bit, and I'm going to throw this question around to everyone. Study abroad. But I'll answer the question about what sparked my interest in traveling. I think I wrote a blog post on this, and that's on youngblacktravelers.com, where when I was a kid, I remember 
I'm from St. Vincent, by the way, and I remember always seeing these small planes fly overhead. And um, I was just always interested to just leave and go somewhere new. And I always wanted to know where these planes were going. I actually thought that other countries or other places were in the sky. Um, so seeing these planes take off and um, fly just always sparked my interest in travel and probably flying. And I think it was from then when I took my first trip to America, that probably was the start of it. So yeah, that's what sparked my interest in traveling. But I want to take it to Cody. Cody talked about study abroad and everyone can chip in on this. Do you, how do you think study abroad honestly can help a lot of our young black and minority youths explore their world? Do you think it's actually effective? So I'm going to jump in right there. Um, when I was in college, I didn't want to study abroad at first because I was afraid because I've heard so many stories of people getting killed, people getting kidnapped, lost, whatever it may be. But when I actually went abroad, it's better when you see things and things are hands-on to learn. I had papers here, I had um, classes, but when you're actually in the scenery, it's better for you to um, retain, retain the information that is given to you, especially the tests that we have to take the different museums we went to, different cathedrals, different churches, it was very informative and you will learn a lot from that experience. So I recommend everyone to do it. Okay. Where did you study abroad? I studied abroad in Italy. I've been to um, Florence, Siena, Rome. I can't remember the rest right now. <laughs> ah, good. Did anybody else study abroad? No, I didn't. You did? I wish I did, though. You wish you did. How Me about too. you? I, I really wish I did. And I guess it depends on the college you go to. It's good to ask a lot of questions of what they have available because I didn't know about study abroad until too late. And then my friends got to go and they get to do design. I came from an art school, by the way. So What they, school is that? Pratt Institute in Brooklyn. So Brooklyn. <laughs> By the way, we are recording from Brooklyn, the best borough in New York City. Oh, <laughs> I meant to differ, but okay. Brooklyn, the best borough. They're, they're um, from the Bronx. I, I meant to differ. <laughs> differ. Go ahead. But yeah, I went to Rains in Brooklyn, by the way, so I'm, I'm rapping for my people. But <laughs> I went to college, Pratt Institute in Brooklyn, and they had um, an annual thing for fourth years, study abroad. They take the year off and they get to do architecture and design and draw and just go around Europe and stuff. So I didn't know until a little bit too late. So I wasn't able to get in. But I do encourage those who are young in college to start to ask questions about the different programs that are out there because it probably won't get any more cheaper than it. I do feel it when I travel now. But you have that opportunity where you're young, you're in college, you have that freedom and you can kill two birds with one stone. You can have it as a class, as credit, and you get to explore. There's nothing better than that. Yeah. And I, I, I'll piggyback. I studied abroad, as I mentioned earlier on, and I think it was one of the most fulfilling experiences that experiences that I've had because I think it's a time where student can honestly learn a whole lot more about themselves. I always say it's 
because I was also a college advisor, I think it is honestly better than if I would have gone away to school because I felt like I was able to learn so much more about people, a different culture. I went to Argentina and I didn't speak the language at all. I honestly never took Spanish in school. So I went there with zero language capability and I had to learn from day one how to survive in a country which I honestly hadn't thought much about before going. Um, so obviously Landon changed my entire perspective of South America and um, Argentina, but I also learned to, you know, get by in a different country speaking another language that I also didn't know. I learned to use new technologies that helped me get by. I learned to take the train in a country that is all everyone is speaking Spanish. So I felt that was a great experience. And that's why I think most, if all youths can travel, I feel our world will be so much better, especially places that are high crime areas. They will probably have a whole new perspective. Um, and I, a few of you said you didn't study abroad. Um, what, did, what do you think you would have changed? Do you think anything would have changed if you studied abroad? Um, me, I didn't really have an interest in studying abroad for me. Um, yeah, just very short and sweet and simple. I was just never interested in traveling with people that I went to school with. I probably felt subconsciously that I would probably be, um, what's the word, maybe held back or maybe the experience wouldn't be a, a true experience. So uh, I felt like um, I would have paid all this money or my parents would have paid all this money to get a trip that, you know, wasn't to the full extent of what it possibly could have been if I went with family or I went um, alone. Okay, good. Honestly, I'm not sure. Shit. I'm not sure how it would have been different had I studied abroad. I know I feel like I missed out though. I honestly feel like I missed out on an amazing opportunity and it's just because of lack of knowledge. I really feel like I didn't do the research. I really feel like I didn't take advantage of an amazing opportunity just because I was too easy to, to ask questions or, and just because I didn't know what was available to me until like the very last minute, like after um, you had come back and, it was like my last semester. I was like, oh, maybe I could do this. But by then it was way too late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you as an Asher, me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yes, um, that's true. I think a lot of people do not know about study abroad. And I think even for me, when I when I learned about it, it was one of the ladies who was working in at my job. I worked at the dean's office at the time. Who said to me, go, you have to go. Don't don't miss up on this opportunity. And I miss out on this opportunity. And I'm grateful I honestly went because again, it was one of the most fulfilling experiences in my life. And I think if a lot more students did it, and if a lot more students were educated about it, um, a lot more would it would be so much better. Their college experiences would be so much better. But I want to ask Cody, and I'll piggyback at the end. How much did your study abroad trip cost now, in total? Now, for people that are wondering, oh, this is too much money. How am I going to pay for this? It's actually not that expensive if you save in advance. For me, 
I kind of got the plus side of it. My scholarship program is the one who actually funded my trip. Um, the total cost of the trip was 2500 just because we had to go to different hotels, um, transportation, and um, stuff that we have to eat. So everything was included. Um, I also went to Kenya. Um, I studied abroad for two, just two weeks. That was just two weeks. And that I paid out of pocket for. That was about 3000 $400. And I actually saved a year in advance from before. So you keep putting down money so that you can actually reach that goal. So it's really not that expensive if you save in advance. Um, and you, so you said the trip was $3,000. What does that include though? That included airfare. My actual airfare was actually $850. That was very cheap. That was a very cheap flight for 22 hours, I think. 22 hours, yes. So I would say that is a very good, I would say that that was a very good um, price that I've got. Um, that would include the food that we ha had had to eat. We had to stay at different hotels. Uh, we actually gave some money from what we had to different orphanages that were there too as well. So it really worked out when I saved all that money. Cool, cool. And I, I would say my my study abroad experience cost around $3,000 generally from um, from the jump. Uh, and again, that included airfare, which would have been around, to go to Argentina at that time was around $900. There's a program fee that we had to pay. Um, and I think that was basically the fees that we had to cover. So it came in around $3,000 and I wasn't able to save. Like Cody, remember I said this was a last minute um, decision. So what I did, I used GoFundMe at, at the time and a lot of people did support. I also got scholarships for it. So a lot of those things help cover this experience. So yes, we, we spoke a lot about, we spoke a lot about study abroad, Valone. Uh, so, Cody, in regards to study abroad and, and for everybody else who um, studied abroad, was there any countries or locations that you were unable to go to that you wish you would have went to? That's a very good question. Um, off the top of my head, I wanted to go to Morocco, but when I was in Italy, because it's not too far away, it's only a two-hour plane ride, but we couldn't go because of... Um, it wasn't enough time in our trip. Another place was when I was in, I actually went to Amsterdam in the, in the airport because that was our connecting flight. Um, and we couldn't leave the airport because it was raining that day and they didn't want to judge it on how far we want to go and if we're going to make it back in time for our flight. So I do regret not going to Amsterdam. Hmm. Okay. I would say to answer your question, Valone, I made a decision to go to Argentina because I was supposed to go to South Africa and I'm still, it's still honestly one of the top countries I want to go to. At the time, Ebola was breaking out over Africa and it probably wasn't in South Africa at the time or it never reached South Africa. But, you know, a lot of programs in the U.S. were very cautious in sending their students to, um, I guess, the region as a whole. And so that's why my program to South Africa, which was going to Nelson Mandela University in Cape Elizabeth, South Africa, and I was really looking forward to it. But 
that's where I wish I would have gone, you know, for a full South African experience. But soon, I'm sure that's one of the places I'm going to go in the future. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to continue this conversation. Um, we're going to take a break right now. But again, thank you for listening and keep listening. We have a lot more coming for you. intermission remember to follow us on instagram we are young black travelers blog on instagram on facebook we are young black travelers and our website is www.youngblacktravelers.com and we are simply young black travelers we're simply here to inspire youths and minorities to begin traveling so yeah we have more conversation coming up cody i'm gonna throw it to you okay i just have two quick questions i want you guys to share with us what was one of your best or and worst experience um on an international trip hmm. good question <laughs> who want to go first oh wow Ashley. so i guess i'll go first um so most of my international most of my international trips were spent traveling as I've mentioned before, to my homeland, Jamaica. Um, so I guess I could say that the worst part about traveling to my homeland of Jamaica was the fact that, I guess this is not really a worst part about it. Um, I guess for me, it's the compare and contrast of traveling to home mm. versus traveling or vacationing mm. I, I, for that's me. That's a good differentiation. Try. Yeah. <laughs> so majority of the time I, I would spend it visiting family. And then the best part for me was when, was for the first time when I wasn't visiting family was when I actually went on a vacation mm. to Jamaica and it was a world of difference. I love my family, but it was an amazing experience to not, go to their house and to actually <laughs> go to a hotel mm. and like not you know unpack my suitcase and have to give them a bunch of things don't, <laughs> I'm sorry don't I think everyone from the current <laughs> yeah. have that experience don't stop I, I hope they're not listening to this I, don't I get stone it. me I get it. Um, <laughs> so right so it's like so not that so I don't really have like a worst experience and best experience but I'm just saying like it was those are just two contrasting traveling experiences i'll say mm -hmm. um so going to the same destination and having like two drastically different experiences like visiting family in the same country versus vacationing in the same country it's like a world of difference exactly <laughs> she's right i yeah. mean if any of you have family or you travel back to your country, I think you all know the struggle of going home with a suitcase and some of people coming back with an empty suitcase because they probably give away everything. People are coming and expecting you to bring a million dollars. Most of the stuff in the suitcase is not really, it usually is not mine. It's usually for my family, which is not a problem because, you know, you go there and 
like you 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 do that like you, you know you bring stuff for them and you know you enjoy doing that but for the first time um when I went for my cousin's wedding I went with my father's side of family and I just went for the wedding and I went to a resort that was my first time on a resort it was all inclusive resort and I was there just for vacation and I was like wow this is really different and mm. I enjoy it. Not that I don't enjoy visiting my family, and I really feel bad saying this, <laughs> but <laughs> it just was every different. Every person will agree with you. It was. It was. I agree. Drastically different. And maybe not every Caribbean person, maybe everyone who traveled back to their country will agree with you. Caribbean, Africans, Europeans, they may all agree. Yeah. Maybe that could be one of our polls. Yeah. <laughs> all right, next. Um, so I would say my best trip, my best experience was um, my trip to um, Asia. I went to Malaysia and Thailand. Uh, but to be even more specific, uh, when I was in Phuket, which is in Thailand, Phuket is the countryside um, of Thailand, as opposed to Bangkok, which is the capital, which I also visited. Uh, Phuket just offered so much freedom and, and it's real possible to feel like a local uh, within minutes, within hours, within days that you're there. Uh, I'll be writing a blog um, this summer about my trip to Malaysia and Thailand. So uh, listeners, look out for that. Uh, and my worst trip would probably have to be um, in Puerto Rico where I almost drowned. I almost died. Oh, God. Um, Why should I mention that? I, um, I almost drowned somewhere too long. <laughs> I also wrote a blog about that. That was the first blog uh, that I actually wrote for Young Black Travelers. Um, so you guys can also go and check that out and see my um, near-death experience in Puerto Rico. God. I can't top that. But, uh, <laughs> like, I didn't almost die. Oh, no. <laughs> but for me... I was more local and I was trying to be more of a solo traveler. So I was kind of building up to it in the States. Um, so my best one was LA and the views were beautiful, but it was more so being able to kind of be on my own. I was in control of what to do, how I did it. And I just made friends along the way. So that was a great experience. But the worst one was when um, there's an airline that had a big blackout and I was just coming home from my father's graduation that was in another state. And they had such a blackout. All the systems were down. Atlanta, we were stuck in Atlanta, which is one of the Texas. biggest airports. <laughs> it was the biggest airport, I think, in the world. I think it's the biggest, it's a really big area. In the 50 states. In the 50 states. It's the busiest. It's the busiest. In the world. So imagine, I want you to imagine with me. check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want you to imagine with me. Mm-hmm. You're with your elderly parents. Tell a story, girl. <laughs> <laughs> paint, paint the picture. Paint the picture? <laughs> okay. So you are ready to go home and... Elderly Jamaican parents? Elderly Jamaican oh, parents. Oh, yeah. So, so let's, let's highlight that part. Yes, highlight that part, Jamaican parents. <laughs> So you have them and you're in one of the huge, biggest airports in the States and there's a shutdown. Like you can't go anywhere. People have to go from, we're like in the middle of Northeast. People have to go to Florida just to go to like more Northeast. So New York and stuff. So I had to figure out how to get home with no, like no Wi-Fi, no nothing. 
So I was running up and down all day. And it was the worst, but I learned a lot about myself still. I will say that. Even in the worst times, you still learn a lot about what you're capable of. Life I would say that. It was a life lesson. Teachable like my, my parents were super proud of me that day. Mm-hmm. Like graduation had nothing on what I did on mm-hmm. that day. That was my worst one, but okay. not too bad. I came home, obviously. Cool, cool. <laughs> For me, my worst trip would be Kenya. Um, Everybody gets sick. <laughs> I will not go back there again. Why? Um, just a simple fact. I got sick. I got really, really sick. I had the stomach virus, as to what the doctors down there said. Um, one morning, I had to. I was brushing my teeth, and I used the tap water, and I forgot that we were not supposed to use the tap water. I'm not used to washing my mouth with water bottles, so it wasn't really a norm to me. It's one of the first days, one of the first moments I got there, I had to brush my teeth. And two days later, I had to stay in bed because I was bringing back up everything that I ate. My stomach was in knots. I couldn't leave the bedroom. I was just the only one in the resort left. Right. All my friends, all my teachers, everyone just left for the day. And um, it was a really bad experience. And the food there wasn't really up to par. Um, I kind of basically starved myself. Thank God I actually had snacks that was there that I had. Um, They don't actually season their food. What? They they don't believe in seasoning their food. So it was a very... An African country? In Kenya, yes. And I was very shocked at that because I'm like, okay... They, they, they just think about it's it's a natural thing for the fruit to be tasting this fresh. Like the fish that they had, it was like only season like the peppers that you stir fry. It's not like we have our adobo, we have our um, jerk season. It's none of that. They have like natural stuff. Oh, well, so that it makes didn't, sense. It didn't taste. It didn't taste too well to me. Oh, okay. Um, I do recommend someone else to go there because I don't know. People are different from me, mm-hmm. so other people might have enjoyed themselves, but. I really didn't enjoy myself in this part of the world. And being, I'm seeing all these different poor things in this country. They have to use a bathroom outside in 2019. And it's just so sad to see how they live. Um, So yeah, my best experience was actually in Belgium. I had a Belgian waffle. That was one of the best waffles I ever had. I will never eat a waffle from America again. (laughs) <laughs> because Belgian waffles are amazing. Is that where waffles originated? Well, <laughs> not really. It's just so soft, fluffy. It, the toppings that they had were so different. The chocolate tasted um so rich. It was just amazing to me. It blessed your heart. It blessed my heart. <laughs> and your soul. And my soul. Amen. <laughs> wow, Cody, you've had quite an experience. <laughs> wow, quite an experience. But I, I, I will add to that. But we fact-checked, Atlanta is not the biggest airport in the world, but it's the busiest in the world. Um, And also, again, we just want to caution, I guess, our conversations. All over Africa, there are different countries with different customs and cultures and different regions that just have... The experiences are going to be different different. everywhere you go in Africa because, obviously, if you understand history, the East... The West Africans are closest to, I guess, a Caribbean type of experience because obviously that's where most slaves were taken from. Mm-hmm. Um, so even when you look at the dishes, they, they're 
quite similar. Um, the East African experience will be quite different from a West African, African experience. It may be quite different from a South African or a North African experience because, you know, in the North, you may have more Arabic type of people. So I would love to experience that because, um, <laughs> yeah, Africa is, a, is an experience. But for me, I would say the best, my best traveling experience would be Argentina, Again, I was there to study abroad for a month. And I again, it was a moment of freedom. I, we, we were, again, uh, the money in Argentina currently is extremely, it's inflated. So therefore, um, you can go with one US dollar at a time and it's worth 15 Argentinian pesos. So we were living like kings and queens in Argentina. We were, we were having wine at the museum. We were just having steak dinners. We were living the life in Argentina. So I think Argentina, nothing will top Argentina for right now because we just had an amazing experience. And it was a great group of people who studied abroad. We are all still friends right now. We're still close. And we just had an amazing time. We traveled to Iguazu. It was great. Um, by the way, Argentina is very developed, which shocked me because, again, remember I said I didn't I hadn't done any research in Argentina and I, I didn't know anything about the country. Um, but I would say the worst experience, I don't think it's the worst, but it was just different for me. Like Cody, who um, got sick, I was one of the, the people who would have said I could never get sick in a country. I'm going to eat whatever I want and do whatever I want. It will never happen to me. And people always said, you should, you should drink bottled water. Well, I learned my lesson in Peru. Now, Peru wasn't bad. It wasn't horrible. Like it was, it was a great trip, but Peru was one of the only countries I've been sick in. Mm. I had a stomach virus or stomach flu, something like that, probably because I was drinking the water and, after researching, after all this happened, I found out that the water in Peru is very bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are places in the world you go that the water will be good. And what I learned is their country, your body is used to a certain type of water or food. Mm-hmm. So change happened. So generally, you're not going to get sick in different places. But when the water is bad, you need to watch that. What's so interesting is when I was in Africa, the lady at the orphanage told us, Oh, make sure you don't drink the water. She said to us, Americans like clean water. Mm-hmm. And I said, wow, that, that was really interesting that you said that. But, so she made sure people just like clean water. But they're not used to, I guess, clean in the sense that our water is filtered. Their water is not. So okay. it just runs and they yeah. just take it straight from there. So it's not like processed, you can say. Well, you can argue that a lot of people coming from Europe come here in America and say that our water lack minerals. So water is different around and people see it for different things. So clean to one person isn't clean to another. Even if it's clean, it might not be efficient. Mm-hmm. Like Europeans will often come, like my cousin will often come and they say, oh, it's clean, but it's, there's no minerals. So mm-hmm. that's probably why they experience the water different than how we experience it, even though our water is a, and let's, drink it. let's even bring that home. That's a good point. Because yeah. even in New York, which we say have the cleanest water in the U.S., yeah. a lot of New Yorkers <laughs> would never drink the tap water. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> a lot of them drink the bottled water. I drink the tap water. And I'm 
great. Yeah. But some people don't drink the tap water here in New York. They drink bottled water. I don't drink tap water. See? <laughs> I drink See? it unless you lie to me and tell me this. I mean, you I'm not going to pour it in a glass. In a glass but like, the restaurants, they give you tap water. Exactly. I, I, I don't waste my money on bottled water in New York. But I'll, I've learned my lesson in countries like Peru. Mm-hmm. Just wherever I travel, that's probably one of the questions I would ask first. Like, how is the how is the water? I'll probably do a research on that because the water can make you very sick. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's my question to all of you, and I just want you to think about it a little bit. So a little bit of a loaded question. So I don't like loaded questions. <laughs> well, you're gonna have it today. So the first one was. Um, is what's your most memorable memorable trip or moment on a trip? And what did you learn about yourself in that moment? For me, um, was LA. I always go back to LA because that was my first solo trip. And it wasn't even the trip itself. It was more of what I did before the trip. And literally I just sat down in the office and I just wanted to get away. Um, just something different, something new to see. I'm used to New York. I always live in New York. So I decided I just book a ticket right there and done. I didn't even think about it. I saw she got that. money. <laughs> yes, that's <Joking>. okay. <laughs> I have money to do that trip. So I just booked the ticket. I didn't think about it. I just booked the Airbnb. And then I told everybody that I'm going. And they're like, what? By yourself? Huh? What? So that was my most memorable because it taught me how much um, confidence I had to do it on my own and not ask anybody else for it. Now, if you're a minor, I don't suggest you do that. But if you do have it and you have the opportunity, you know, why not? So that's what I learned about myself with that. Okay. Cool. Anyone else? I mean, I'll jump in. I'll, I think I've already answered this a few times. I think Argentina was one of my most memorable trips. Um, I think Argentina was memorable. Again, so I'm going to go back. I'm sorry I got distracted. Argentina was one of my most memorable trips simply because Argent- because of the people I went with. I think... If you're not traveling solo, the group of people you go on a trip with can make or break that trip. That's true. <laughs> um, so you better find a group of people who that you can trust and who they're kind of like-minded. So they were the ones who I remember we had a group chat before the trip. Uh, so we got to knew, know each other before the trip. And that that helped a lot. So we went out every night. We did everything together. So that helped that experience. Experience. I think Argentina, again, as I said, changed my perspective of South America, right? So I hadn't, before going there, looked at South America as a continent as developed as it was. You know, I looked at South Honestly, I probably didn't have any thought at all about South Africa, South America. All I thought about was the only developed parts of the world was North America and Europe. And that was problematic. So when I went to Argentina 
and they had a functioning subway system. And I wrote about this. This was probably one of the first blogs I wrote where their trains were coming quicker than the New York City trains at the time. Well, they still do. They were coming every five minutes. Um, the bus was functioning. The apartment was great. I My whole view of Argentina and South America changed. So I think that's the answer to my, my answer to this question. Uh, the best moment? Well, what's one? Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, number one, uh-huh. what was your most memorable trip or uh, moment on a trip? And okay. what about it changed your perspective, hmm. if at all? Okay, so I already mentioned my most memorable trip was um, to Asia, you know, where I went to Thailand. Um, but in regards to the most memorable moment, I would um, I would say that's a tie between Phuket and Thailand, where I talked about the freedom earlier. And like I mentioned, uh, the blog is on the way for that. Um, just being able to get on the, the mopeds and the motorcycles and the scooters and just being able to ride around the countryside as if I had been living there for years. Um, the ability to go from uh, my Airbnb, uh, which had about six bedrooms and a pool, and you could see the, 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 the Fifi Island from there, um, I was able to you know ride and get food at any time of the night. Um, I was able to ride to Patong Beach where they have a strip where there's clubs and um, other adult services you can get there. <laughs> um, um, for our older crowd. For our older crowd. <laughs> um, and um, the, the, the other location or the other memorable moment, I would say also that tied with the Phuket was um, when I went to Cuba. Um, mm. I think a large part of that had to do with the people that I met there, right? Asher mentioned and Cody mentioned it's very important to have people who can be on the same wavelength as you. When I got to Cuba, um, met some housemates in the Airbnb in which I stayed and they had been there a few days before I had got there. Um, along with my cousin, and they were able to just kind of show us the ropes, did a lot of walking, um, and so on and so forth. Uh, so Cuba was big. Um, and then lastly, actually, sorry, it's a three-way tie. I would say Cartagena. Um, I went to um, Cartagena, but originally I had flew into Bogota. Um, I flew into Bogota and Bogota's weather at that time was similar to New York's where it was November. So the weather was, I would say, low 70s, high 60s. So it was still a little chilly. And my, me and my cousin, we were kind of just lounging around. And I saw someone on Instagram in Bogota. Um, Bogota is the capital of Colombia. And um, I saw someone in Cartagena who had on a bathing suit and I looked at what I had on and what everyone outside had on. And I was like, "Okay, same country, you know, maybe let's find my way there. So me and my cousin uh, bought tickets last minute and flew to Cartagena and we went from 60 degree weather to 80, 90 degree weather and hopped on jet skis and ate fresh fish. And those were my uh, memorable moments. Mm. Ashley. So... As I take a look at the question, (laughs) my most memorable moment on a trip. Honestly, my most, if I could think of my most memorable trip in general, 
it would have to be when I went to Texas with my friends because that was my first trip with friends. Every other trip I did was with family. Um, this was the first time that I um, that a group of my friends got together and I did something with friends, even though it was a disaster to get on the plane. Um, so I think that was the most memorable moment. Uh, <laughs> the plane ride or getting a plane <laughs> to and from Texas was the most memorable moment. Even though, it break it, man. <laughs> e- even though it was a hassle and it was like the worst experience I've ever had getting on a plane, those memories in the airport and getting to the airport, that was the most hilarious thing I've ever experienced in my life. Getting those text alerts, your plane is delayed one hour. Your plane is delayed another hour. That's when you vouchers. Oh, oh, <laughs> we got oh vouchers. yes. We got multiple vouchers. <laughs> no, no, no. We didn't, last week. <laughs> we didn't even get, we didn't just get vouchers. We got, um, we got checks. Hey. It's good. Hey. Checks are we got checks. Yeah. We got checks and vouchers. Go and do it. <laughs> so be grateful for those moments, guys. Be grateful. Don't fuss. We got. Just we call got, them up. We got, we got checks and vouchers. We made multiple calls. Yes. <laughs> so we got texts, and then the text turned into not. It went from your plane is delayed two hours to your plane's not leaving until tomorrow. We were like, oh, wow, what do we do? And they were like, you're sleeping in the airport. We were like, no, we're not. You're putting us in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we did that. And it, it was it was fun. Like, it was a really fun experience just being with friends. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't, um, I didn't, because I was with people I trust. Like, I wasn't, I didn't feel unsafe. I didn't feel like I was losing time. I wasn't bored. Like, I really enjoyed myself. So, so was it above you now? It is. You know? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so our our time is running down, but I'm gonna wrap up this question quickly, or this this piece of this conversation quickly. It seemed like the thing that I heard around this table was that kept on coming up was the people you travel with um, make or break a, a trip. You know, so I guess that's one of the advice we all would probably give. Mm-hmm. But I would also give you this advice to say if and a lot of our um, team members mentioned this as well. If you may not be traveling with friends, you probably need to put yourself in a place where you would probably be meeting people. So when Valone talked about meeting some people in Cuba at his Airbnb, that helped his experience. For me, I met, I've stayed at hostels and a hostel experience can help you meet people. I, that's probably what made Argentina good as well because I met people in Argentina at a hostel, same at Cur- in Curacao. I met that met them at a hostel. So that will wrap up this segment. We're going to come back after the break and we're going to wrap this entire conversation up. Thank you for listening and stay tuned. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is our closing round. Again, thank you for 
yeah, you stuck with us for probably over 30 minutes, 45 minutes now. And I hope you're enjoying this podcast. Again, this is the Young Black Travelers podcast. We are on Instagram at the Young Black Travelers blog. And our website is www.youngblacktravelers.com. We are also on Facebook, too. Um, so check us out. So I'm going to go around the table a quick round and ask everyone, I guess, what's their, what destination they're looking forward to go to next? Well, my next destination will be Dubai next year. Oh, you live? Definitely. Yeah. He got money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dubai, croissant. Well, my next out of country will be France. Ooh. This year. Oh, this year. year. Wow. This okay. Year. Yeah. <laughs> um, my next trip is Dubai slash Abu Dhabi. That will be at the end of the year. I'll probably be there for Thanksgiving. Okay. Nice. My next des- destination is the Bahamas. Um, in about twenty something days. Actually, right. no. Actually, in nineteen days. Oh, I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> she got summers off. She's a teacher, by the way. Um, so for me, uh, I'm looking forward to either South Africa or Ghana this year. So, yeah, that's I guess our next destination. And I'm gonna send it over to Cody right now. For this is something we're gonna try to do every podcast. We're gonna shout out. Someone, maybe someone who who shared our blog post, or someone who just stay engaged with us on social media. So, Cody, um, for right now, we want to take and appreciate, take the time out to appreciate Try Global. He has been um, posting us on his Instagram. We see that he is traveling quite often. He was actually in Kenya when I was in Kenya. Um, mm. We were supposed to link, but. He left the same day that I found out he was there. But you just want to say thank you again, Tri Global, for actually shouting us out on your page. Um, I encourage all the people that follow him to follow us, Young Black Travelers. Yeah. And again, so yeah, congrats. And thank you guys for just joining us for this yeah. podcast. It was, it was our first. We hope that you enjoyed. We actually enjoyed sitting here talking to you. And um, yeah, so... Remember to follow us, um, like us on Instagram. We're also on Twitter. And check out our blog. It's www.youngblacktravelers.com. And stay tuned for our next podcast. And we're going to talk a lot about summer travels and your summer travels plan or our summer travels plan. So stay tuned for that podcast. And thanks again for... Tune in, tuning in to the first Young Black Travelers podcast. Bye. 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 Woo. <laughs> <laughs>